on my gravestone it will say he watched more <laughs> kickboxer than the people that made kickboxer i don't want my cheese puffs to get moldy and, and old and stay <laughs> oh, i've moved on to my, my old gummy snacks now uh, i'm glad my concept has grasped so <laughs> the hair is long and curly in this movie along with some good special effects i might add Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that has working hoverboards, self-lacing shoes, flying cars, and most importantly, 3D movies without needing special glasses. Sorry about your shitty alternate timeline, listeners. I'm Eric Warner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs> and we have such a big show uh, for tonight that I'm actually, I, we, I decided to uh, boot... Uh, what was it? We uh, horrorthon. We're booting horrorthon until next week, so that we have room for the top 100 and a couple of other show-related news topics to get that we want to wrap up or get to, uh, including Fulci stuff, Fantasy Movie League, yada yada. Yeah. Um, but maybe I maybe to, touch on the Star Wars trailer a little bit too, if we have time. Maybe I will make a note of that. We can do yeah. that. Uh, Star Wars. <laughs> okay, um, but I didn't want us to be rushing for top 100, and I've got some horror stuff that I want to talk about and spend time on, not be rushed. So I we bumped that till next week, and uh, we'll get all caught up on on where we're at with the October Horrorthon next yep. episode. Okay, uh, this week we had on the roulette antisocial versus rights of spring. I'm going to let you go first. Okay. Uh, Rites of Spring. <clears throat> I had actually watched some of this before. Not all of it. Um, and I it, it probably was because I was too busy. or I'm not sh- I honestly am not sure why I quit watching it. Because this is a pretty solid movie. Um, in fact, for the, the riffraff that you find on Netflix, it's, it's good. Um, I would almost recommend it. Uh, to to you, I mean, me being a horror fan, it gets a thumbs up. Uh, to you, um, you know, I, I, I think it, you'd like it. Um, but it's my main my main gripe with the movie is it's fairly generic. It's you know bank robber or actually uh, it's kind of a heist type thing, and they get uh, they they get in with this. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a house and a creature, and it's then they get picked mm-hmm. off. It's standard issue horror, but it's done well. Acting is acting is good. There's some great gory effects in it. Fast paced, does not wear out its welcome. That gets a thumbs up. It's nothing that I will honestly. Okay. I'll have a hard time remembering it a year from now. In fact, not even not even that long. I'll be like, okay, what was that about again? But for a quick and easy, fairly recent horror movie, thumbs up. Uh, so it was a recent movie. For some reason, I was thinking it yes. was older or something like. A couple of years old. Okay. Yeah, I think 2011. In fact, uh, I don't have his name pulled up in front of me here on the computer, but uh, it stars the guy that was in House of the Devil and uh, Sacrament. Um, oh, uh, uh, I I think I know who you're talking about. He uh, the beard, beard next, guy. Yeah, the bearded guy. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and he's a good actor. In fact, in fact, he elevates the movie because he is a really good actor and his acting style elevates the others. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a cool little movie. I good pick. I'm, I'm happy with it. I, I, uh, especially when I started watching, I'm like, Oh, this feels like I watched some of this bef- 
four, but I didn't. I, I know I didn't finish it. I'm like, oh great, this is probably gonna suck because I didn't finish it. And then I'm like, nah, this isn't bad. And by the end of credits, I'm like, that 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 was fun. Cool. I like well, that. on the list, and so well, get around to it. Maybe for horrorthon. Maybe I'll get that checked, cleaned out of my queue. <laughs> okay, yeah. over on my side, I had antisocial, uh, which has a girl on the cover with that's all bloodied up and she has an axe and you know fairly recent and unheard of you know this is probably going to be a grenade uh but uh you know i went in with low <laughs> expectations and and right off the bat i was like oh, the acting's okay and you know i kind of like these people i've got a couple characters that are, are, i'm okay with um and it's about this uh it's set around this college, and they have a website that would be similar to your Facebook, but they don't call it a Facebook. They call it the Red Red Room, Social Room, or something like that. And I guess everybody's on it, and everybody's into it. Uh, anyway, so the girl goes to a party, and then all hell starts breaking loose outside, and immediately you're thinking zombies, because that's exactly what they act like. Mm -hmm. But these people ha get this illness, and their nose and ears start bleeding, and then eventually they go nuts. And as the movie goes on, uh, this is one of those situations where the acting got worse and worse and worse all the way to the end, where I the acting was was terrible by the time we got to the really? end. Really? But it still had the characters were still okay, so I was able to hang in there. And the plot and the ideas every time I was ready to like, oh come on, like this now I'm officially giving a thumbs down. They would do something cool with a little plot twist with the concept and I'm being vague on purpose. Uh, and so I was like, Oh, yeah. that's, that's a cool idea. Basically what I think we got here is, do you remember that movie that just came out not long ago, unfriended, which was all set on around Skype yes. and, and all that stuff. Yeah. I haven't seen that yeah. movie cause it looks like a piece of crap, but I would say that this is probably mm -hmm. a better version of that. And towards the end, it got kind of gory, and I enjoyed nice. the plot twist all the way through. I, defi I definitely think you need to watch this, because I would love to hear your take on it. Now, I did watch it over a couple of viewings, so I wasn't, like, sitting there getting irritated through the runtime. So, you know, maybe during, if you watch it all in one sitting, you might mm -hmm. wear thin on it. But I was, I, 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 give it a th I give it a pass. Let's put it that way. I give it a pass. Um, because as I said, the acting just got worse and worse, but I, I, that kept me in, um, wow. I would say it's a better version of unfriended, which is a movie I have no intention of seeing. So, uh, yeah. Me, in fact, after Steve's review on uh, cinema sidekicks, yeah, I, I don't have much interest in, uh, unfriended as well. It sounds like we have, uh, th this was not gems in the rough, but it seems like we had another good roulette. I always like when, I mean, sometimes obviously we have fun ripping on movies, but it's always good when we can find those low-budget gems in the rough or decent movies that people took the time to make. And I, I always like that, when there's a low budget that they can really go at it and make something creative and unique. And I do feel like the landmines that you forced me to walk through last episode, I dived on the one dud. I really did. I, I was forced to throw myself into the landmine field, and the one I landed on it was like, whew, not yeah. not terrible. Not, yeah, and mine was like, ah, for a horror fan, that was that was good. So yeah, that was a sounds like that sounds like we got by fairly unscathed. Yes, and again, it did kind of gory towards the end. There there was a plot thing, three fourths of the way through, where I was like, that, that's messed up, and then 
the very end, like the shot of the girl on the cover with the axe. And the, so that doesn't happen until the very last shot. Mm-hmm. So don't be expecting her to going on a rampage against these zombie things. But it ends in such a place where it's like, I want to see where this goes next. It, you know what it is? Unfriended or The Cell. It's Stephen King's The Cell, which, same thing. Think of The Cell, but okay. with Facebook instead of cell phones. Ooh, I'll watch that, definitely, yeah. I really want you to watch it, and, and fairly recently, because I have a feeling it's one that's going to fade from memory fairly quick, yeah. but I would love to hear what you think yeah. about it. And same with Rites of Spring, is set expectations low, and you'll probably enjoy it. I would I would be surprised if you wouldn't be like, yeah, that was a fairly easy watch. Yeah, There's probably some things that you might not that you might be like, eh, more so than I was, just probably because of, you know. Yeah. So. Well, it's a good chance over the next week and a half. Yeah. So, as I'm trying to clean out all the all the horror. Okay, next round, what did you pick? Okay, so you threw my way, uh, you threw Circle, Five Element Ninjas, Ain't Them Bodies Saints, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, and, and, <laughs> Toby Hooper's Gin, not the other, not the other gin that I think that that was another roulette, right? Yeah, I'm not sure if it that, was a roulette or not, but it was one that we both watched because we thought it was Toby Hooper's until we got to the yeah. end, and it's like not Toby Hooper. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. when I saw that pop up so, on Netflix, I'm like, oh yeah, number one on the roulette. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. So uh, you're going to be surprised actually at the one I'm going to take. I'm going to take gin. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm. Su- I am surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, you die for me. Yeah, Jeez. I mean, yeah, it's a Toby Hooper. I'll watch anything that guy makes because uh, he has enough gems that he gets a pass. Even if his more recent stuff is not that good, I'll watch it just in case he gets his mojo back and makes a right. solid movie again. You never know. Right. Okay. Sounds good. Awesome. I can't. I can't wait to hear what that thing's about. Uh, okay. On my side, yeah. I had American Heist, uh, Crippled Avenger, Other World. Stranger Land and Duress. Um, Duress, that kind of looks more up your alley as far as being a little more intense with torture maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stranger Land, my heart skipped a beat because I was like, <laughs> didn't we watch that piece of shit in theaters? You and me? D- <laughs> yes, we D- did. The D. Snyder. D. Snyder's yeah. garbage movie. <laughs> yep. uh, but no, that was a Nicole Kidman, and that's a kidnapped their kid and they're in the desert or something. Nah. Other but, world but was that kind of an art that was an art house like that got a theatrical yeah, release if it, I remember it correctly. was it looked art house but it was I don't know just the, those elements I'm like oh they it's gonna be 90 minutes of them looking for this kid and then depressing. And depressing and crying and whining and arguing and maybe five minutes of action at the end and then the kid is either will come back or they'll kill the kid and it'll be horrible and it ah, mm-hmm. no thanks uh, other world was a it's sort of a documentary uh, with Richard Stanley again. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I started that thing, and I, I oh. watched about 10 minutes of it and turned it off because it felt like it was using the same footage from the other one. Like, I, I, I was like, huh? I thought this was going to be a movie. But it was a documentary, and it, I was huh? I already watched this, I think, this interview. I don't know. I just turned it off. I was like, I'm good. Um, not to say that I wouldn't continue down that path if you if somebody that had watched Lost Soul told me it's not Lost Soul. Uh, or just a complete remangling yeah. of that. Uh, Crippled Avengers, Kung Fu, Old School, you know that's on my list already. Um, you also gave me Circle, yep. which I cannot wait to watch that one, so I'm not taking the easy pick, and I'm just a glutton for punishment. 
because I'm looking for the gems, I'm gonna take America. Uh, it was all, it was already in my queue, but it was like ah, uh, what, oh. what is it? it? Was Hayden Christensen? Here we go again, Hayden Christensen, and uh, who is the other uh, guy? Predators. Um, Adri- yes, Adrian, Brody. Adrian Brody. Yeah. So they always couple him with somebody else. Maybe he's a little better. Maybe maybe. Mm. Uh, anyway, it looks like some kind of car chase thing. I'll give it a spin, and we will see. I'm sure we'll be both be watching Circle very soon, because that looked um, really cool. Already watched I, it? I did watch it, <laughs> yes. Uh, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't help myself. Just get- and now, see, Netflix, Netflix now does something where, I'm not sure if your Roku does it, but when you stop on a movie, you don't even have to select it. It starts playing. Like, on my Roku 3, when I stop on a movie, if I'm looking at a, with my remote, if I stop, that movie starts playing on the oh, TV. Oh no, mine doesn't do that. But I got a, I got an old yeah, too. My, so. Yeah, and and it's weird how you like after a couple of seconds, it's like, oh, you might want to watch this. Boom, it starts. And so I'm like, and I stopped on on Circle, I'm like, uh, oh, it's starting. Like, just watch the first minute or two, and yeah, we'll get okay. into that later. I'm gonna I'm gonna review that one later. Well, we're not doing any horror reviews. Is that? It? Yeah. So and that's yeah it. We're good. Oh, that's not a horror okay. Movie. Well, that's good to know because I was nope. that was on my list for horrorthon stuff. Nope, nope. It's uh, it's not a horror movie. Okay, good to know. Uh, all right. Well, then with another good round of the roulette, let's move on to this edition of the top one hundred. And this being October, that gives us November. Only two episodes left. We're mm-hmm. wrapping up this big bad baby. And for the first time since we've started this, I've put together this list, and I feel really good about it. You know, we always say it's really hard. Well, you know what? I'm not, they're all kick-ass, and with this, this is 30 through 21. When I organized and put them together, it was like, you know what? I feel really good about that. That's a good good lineup. So, yeah, I, honestly, I did not have to change any on this on this list at this at this point. It's smooth sailing. I did move a few around while I was putting it together. It was a little tough because it's. I was balancing rewatch with quality, and it was sort of like, well, gun to my head, I'd rather watch this again than that again, so it got bumped a hair. Yeah. But I, by the time it was done, I looked at it a few times, was like, yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. So uh, let's dive right into it. Number 30 for me is Akira Kurosawa's Dreams. Um, and this was one of the very few uh, color movies that he shot towards the end of his career. I, it might have even been the last movie he made. I could be wrong on that. I'm just drawing from old memory and unfortunately i have an old dvd of it um and the transfer does not hold up now back in the day when i first watched this dvd it's mind-blowing amazing crazy uh, practical sets and it's it's kind of a collection of a, several short stories um but it's a beautiful beautiful film um and just some Oh, just some crazy, crazy set pieces with volcanoes blowing up and giant mutant flowers and uh, radiation poisoning and and the the it's it's indescribable. It's something that you have to see to believe. Um, and the one the one short is kind of a horror with all these army of ghost dudes going up to confront their leader who led them to death. Um, and it's at first it's terrifying and then it turns really kind of sad to where you almost 
rolling a tear towards the end of it. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It's wow. a fantastic film. But my DVD, ugh, don't you hate that when you pop in one of them DVDs and it's just, I remember this being amazing. And then you watch it and, oh boy, that's rough to look at. Even on my setup that's made for it, oh, it yeah. just is harsh. Um, so I need to yeah. get that. I need to, and yeah. I, I believe on Voodoo is an HD version of that. And sometime and when we do a Voodoo version, that's going to be on your roulette that is one mm. that will be on there um anyway uh number okay. three for you yeah you know i do want to watch that movie uh but because you've it's, talked about that before and it's artwork it's pure art yeah no, i love that um okay number 30 is one that you actually had previously on and i think that some of these are going to be rollovers mm-hmm. at this point but uh abel ferreira's bad lieutenant mm-hmm. um I had only watched this, and I credit you for this one. I watched this one time on VHS back in my uh, video store clerk days, and I remember really liking it, but I kind of forgot about it. And then you were like, uh, a couple of years ago, I think, you were like, we, we were talking about it, and you're like, you should watch that again. I'm like, ah, really? And yes, you should, and I did. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And wrong on every level, and funny in the worst possible way, and um, it's the ultimate great depressing movie. <laughs> it's an absolute ten for me. It, it is, it, yeah. It, it has a little bit of everything in it, but it's an yes. absolute ten. It, and it does. It has comedy. It has gross. It's everything about it is just so nasty. Yet you can't take your eyes off the screen because you're literally watching for an hour and a half watching the final days of the biggest scumbag you will ever see in your life. <laughs> and his redemption. And, and his redemption, oh, yeah. Man, but that's crazy. Fantastic, but that's a perfect that's a perfect score movie yep. right there. Oh, actually, at this point, all of these from here on out are perfect scores ma- for me. A lot so. of mine are not quite all, but they're all very close. And I, I should add to that, a lot of these I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about because they're obvious. Like, for example, number 29, mm. Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind. We've talked about it many, many times. And probably the reason it's not higher is I came to this particular Spielberg uh, film later, much later. For some reason, it just slipped my radar, and it was later in life that I came around to it. And it's a terrific film. I love it from beginning to end. Especially, it really uh, like blew my mind when they went to that... Uh, mountain thing whatever towards the end where they meet the aliens um yeah because i had taken a trip out west and when that came up in the movie i was like oh i've been there that's, that's a, so I, i've cool. been there and he's doing the mashed potatoes thing and i'm like and they're drawing the drawings and i'm like that i ah, i know that place and then you know they go there and i'm like ah i've been there that's awesome anyway so yeah close encounters obviously uh deserves a place on this list 29 good 29 for me is Dario Argento's Tenebrae. Oh. And Oof. Oh, I I I've watched that movie. Actually, I've watched uh, that movie more than any other Dario Argento movie. Um and I know it it has its flaws, but I uh, I like those flaws. I like the fact that some of the acting is like, uh, it adds to the weirdness of it cuz it's a pretty much a straight up slasher but just Dario Argentoized. Uh, and it has everything I like about his movies is in here. Uh, there's one scene in particular that is the centerpiece of the of the movie to me, um, where a camera is following. There's these two women in a house, and the camera follows what's going on in the very bottom floor. 
uh, and then the camera goes out of the house and in a weird sort of way goes up the house and it's kind of flipping around and there's this weird goblin music going on and then it, you see what's going on in the upper level and it is beautiful and for a movie that was made back in 82 I'm like how did they pull that off that's a brilliant mm. shot um, and that was back in his when he was firing on all cylinders the ending is just a twist on a twist that works so well and it ends so abruptly and it's perfect it's such a shocking gotcha ending and then it's roll credits i loved it love that movie i i probably should give it another chance i've only watched it once but that was one where even being uh sort of an argento fan or getting into that subgenre of italian uh slasher horror whatever uh maybe i watched it too early till i really had a grasp on it but i remember liking it because it was so bad i had the best (laughs) mystery science theater experience with it Ever and I really I like Argento's other stuff. That yeah. was the only one that stood out to me as being just terrible. But mm. you know I I need to give it another shot. It's been at least a decade since I watched it. Uh, okay, twenty eight for me is Stephen's favorite, Drive. Mm. Now this is a more recent film, but it absolutely deserves a spot. And uh, again, I I kind of fell a little bit because it's not the happiest of films and I feel like the third act it, it drops off a little bit um, it's not quite as amazing as the first two uh, but it still works it's it's a it's a brilliant film I'm not gonna spend a lot of time breaking that down 20 28 okay, okay 28 for me night of the living dead the original um, I thought about putting this a little bit down farther on my list but because of how influential that movie is and how, in my opinion, how um, it still holds up. For a 1968 movie, it's still scary. It's still that black and white. It makes you feel like you're watching like home footage or something. Um, it just, it works. And I probably, I prefer watching Day of the Dead more, but for the iconic game changer that night of the living dead was it gets that high of uh on my list in fact um uh recently they found nine minutes of footage they thought was i was gonna bring that up yeah they they found yeah. like eight to ten minutes of uh new footage that they were cut gonna yeah. cut back in of like hordes of zombies and this other thing but i i heard that some people were like nah it should be cut and some people have said that it's it's they were talking about a horror was it horror news radio was talking about yeah yeah, yeah they, they talked the, about it yeah uh, it's been so long since that movie has come out why bother just leave it the way it is i guess i would have to see the footage first yeah. to make a determination on that but. yeah um but you know that movie has such a again a downbeat ending uh and with the with the freeze frame images of of the bodies piled up oh it's so good and that movie was the beginning of, and I love, like, this is my sweet spot of movie talk, is that movie brought on the game changer to where the hammer pictures had to start changing. Uh, because this was a modern, like, this was not gothic horror anymore. This was a set now, and it was zombies eating people versus mm. Dracula or Frankenstein or the mummy or... Um, and so... This was kind of the almost the beginning of the end for Hammer. And Hammer is one of my favorite studios of all time, but it's interesting watching Night of the Living Dead knowing that 
they they had to the, basically the big dogs in horror hammer and they were had to start changing it up because of that and then obviously exorcist and texas chainsaw massacre really changed the landscape of horror it went it shifted from the british were doing that was the horror was being done in over there overseas and then it shifted to america so anyway it was just it's interesting i love that type of uh yeah, history well, type thing. And the thing that surprises me about uh, Night of the Living Dead obviously came to that way because it was what year was that even made? Sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. That's crazy. Uh, I'm still surprised every time I watch it that how even in black and white and some of the stuff the zombies do obviously it's very dated, but it still feels like when they're eating the turkey legs and stuff like that it. It still feels gory and gross, even yeah. though there's oh, yeah. no color. It's still like, oh boy, that's hard to. Uh, yeah. Watch. Oh, I agree. I know. It's like, oh, that's and the black and white. I think adds to it. Like, oh man, that's, ugh. But yeah, good stuff. Uh, okay, twenty-seven for me is Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, this is from Ang Lee, and it is basically a brand new film that is a masterpiece of old school. Uh, Chinese storytelling and old school martial. Um, it's, oh, I, I I don't even have enough adjectives in the English language to tell you how amazing and beautiful and well made it is. The only bummer is that it ends kind of on a down, and I you know there's a sequel coming out at some point this year or something, uh, and I'm like, oh, why why just here's a case i mean i'm usually all for that stuff but here's a like just mm-hmm. no just no this you touch that thing it's so perfect um that is a 10 easily i've had the blu-ray for like a year and a half now or i still haven't gotten around to watching it um it's a long movie so it's not one that you're pulling off the shelf very often but it absolutely deserves slot number 27 for you yep uh, I will say what, one thing with Crouching Tiger, I remember in that movie, the first action scene doesn't happen for at least a half hour, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like it. It's just like you know that yeah, like it's building up, and then they start flying around. Or, you know, they start doing the long jumps. I'm like, oh, oh, oh this is awesome. And that's one that I'm proud to say that I saw in the theater, subtitles yeah. and all. Yeah. Me too. Yep. Same Love here. It. Okay, so number 27 for me is Walt Disney's the Black Hole. Nice. One of the best science fiction movies, true science fiction movies ever made. Uh, I think that this movie is extremely underrated, and I do wish that Disney would finally release it from the vaults and uh, do a big... We've talked about this uh, time and time again. It, release it already on Blu-ray, please. We have, but now with the resurgence of Star Wars... You never know. Excuse yeah. me, resurgence. You're not going to see the black hole for a long time because they don't want they don't want to release it into a mass of Star Wars and everybody's like, this isn't Star Wars. It'd be a repeat of, of its original release. Yeah, because this was in response to Star Wars. Yeah, you're not um, going to see it for a long time, uh, Deca- a, a decade at least. Yay, great. <laughs> but it still holds up. The special effects were groundbreaking then, and they still work. That's what's so great about this movie is there's some hokey acting in it. And granted, it's a Disney movie made trying to make it a little bit more for kids. So, that, But even with that bonkers, weird, out-there ending, um, the fireball or the asteroid going through the ship. Yeah. It's so good. Oh man, it's the it's just. Do you such have a... the ability to burn a Blu-ray? 
Uh, yes, I do. I have the Voodoo. I bought the Voodoo. I was going to say, you bought the Voodoo. Uh, from Voodoo, you can download that file. Yeah. So I have the HD. I mean, I paid 15 bucks for yeah. it, by the way. For, for the HD. And it looks good. It's not Blu-ray good, but it looks good. And I'm like, I want that movie in high definition because it's outer space. And the DVD, the DVD ugh. <laughs> well, see, I have it. My, my, my setup for a little bit old school uh, media still works just fine. But, uh, I, it's again, I'm watching it on a tube TV with no surround sound. It's like, I want the surround and I want the big screen yes. and... Eh, we're not quite yeah. there yet. Uh, okay, number twenty-six for me is one of, uh, I, I it's one of my all-time favorite movies. It's the top one hundred. Obviously, it's one of your all-time favorite movies, you idiot. Uh, <laughs> Kill Bill. This, in my opinion, is Quentin Tarantino's masterpiece, but. That's just because I'm the kung fu dork. So when this thing came out, it was like, <laughs> oh, you hit every single note of these hundreds and literally hundreds of kung fu movies that I own. Uh, somebody else understands. There's a guy out there who knows what it, what all of this stuff is and knows every little makes them up and the sound effects and the tropes of this and that and the storytelling and made a new movie with it. And that's Kill Bill. Uh, You'll note yeah. I said Kill Bill, not Kill Bill 1 and 2. Still waiting for that ultimate bloody edition, whatever yeah. cut that they showed at Con. Uh, granted, I got a bootleg of it, but uh, give me yeah. the, give me the real deal. Come on. I, I, uh, what's the holdup? Is that a Miramax yeah. thing? Or, uh, uh, at any rate. Eventually, Probably, yeah. one day we'll get it. I do like that. that I, I like that. Yeah, I agree. I do like that you and I watched that as a doubleheader with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> the remake. And then we both watched part two uh, as a, I'm thinking a doubleheader, but I, I don't remember. But I do remember that the first one, that was like right after I got back from my honeymoon, you and I went to watch Kill Bill and Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. one day. Up in Kansas. Yep, good times. Yep. 26. Okay, uh, and yeah, Kill Bill is, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, number 26 is Dario Argento's Suspiria, which is my favorite Dario Argento movie. Um, it's everything about it is a nightmare on screen, which I have talked about numerous times. I love when a movie almost transcends the uh, being a movie into something that you could wake up from and be like, well, OK, I just had a bad dream. And this is it was something about being at some dance school with witches and I it didn't make sense but it was scary as hell and uh, it was bright, way like the colors weren't right but added to the nightmare feel of it that's Suspiria uh, and of course coupled with Goblin's fantastically creepy score oh that thing is unnerving no doubt. Um, Love it. and this is one where I would welcome a remake and I've heard that there is going to be one but it wouldn't have to be remade I think it's still I think it's still awesome to this day for a 70s horror movie oh it is it's genius and it's probably argento's best <laughs> boy that's it probably is you know bring on the remake because it's been so long who gives a crap it's one of those movies where go ahead and remake it and if i don't like it eh, i'll shovel yeah, it off whatever. the shelf whatever yeah uh it is a genius film it's one of those films that i have trouble remembering the second half i don't know why but it's one that I get started, and I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I'm like, yeah. wait, where is this going? I don't even remember. And then I get through <laughs> it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's like a nightmare, and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Amazing uh, colorization on, on that film. Like, colorization. But the, not not colorization of the film, but but 
of like the film print. I'm not saying that it was no, I know black what you and mean, white, yeah. but the colors that they brought in, uh, the art style, the design, it's it's so hard to replicate. And if you don't know how hard it is to replicate it, go watch the sequel where they tried to replicate it, and it's like, eh, you caught lightning in a bottle there, I think. Yeah, Inferno, yeah. 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 Well, well, while that movie isn't bad, it's not Suspiria. It's not Suspiria, nope. Okay, number 25 for me is a DVD that I bought and sold and looked, stumbled across today and thought about buying again for three ninety-five. Uh, no. Because I'm still waiting on the bleepity bleepity bleep Blu-ray. That is James Cameron's The Abyss. Oh, yeah. And we've been over that a million times, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. But it is the pinnacle of underwater movies, of uh, which is a sub-sub-sub <laughs> genre, <there> <laughs> genre that I adore. And yeah. it's, it's amazing. Okay, five. 25 for me is now we're getting into some grindhousey stuff here <laughs> from your horror friend here. Uh, Cannibal Ferox. Mm-hmm. Um, of all of the grindhouse movies, uh, this is probably my favorite. Well, no, I don't want to say that. We're not done yet. Uh, Would it make you happy to know that the next pick on my list is a grindhouse movie? <laughs> ah, good. I like that. Uh, and this movie here has it all. Um, I've talked about this on Cinema Soft Underbelly. On this show, it's just silly Italian actors doing things that get them killed very slowly in the Amazon jungle. And uh, the backstory on how the movie was made and how the director treated the, the cast is every bit as interesting as the movie itself, which is great. And then um, just the story of how that movie was promoted in New York on 42nd street is equally cool. Um, cause it was known, it's known over here as make them die slowly, which is a great title for a horror movie. Uh, but, uh, the, my, and my first experience with, with this movie was watching the big box version of make them die slowly. When I worked at the video store mm-hmm. in Millersburg and I didn't know what to expect. And I watched it. I'm like, this is, the coolest thing I have ever seen. And this is back in my teens. And I'm like, this, this is, what is this? This is great. Because I wasn't used to stuff like yeah. this. And uh, so this, this was one of the very first of that type of movie that I had ever seen. Because I was used to John Carpenter's The Thing and Halloween Mainstream, series mainstream and, kind of stuff. This is very yes. underground. Yeah. Yeah. So this is one of the first ones that got me into... Uh, the more hardcore, obscure type horror right. stuff. So. Okay, and on the other end of the spectrum, for number twenty-four, I have probably the most mainstream of grand ground. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> sobered up. Hmm. There we go. I have probably the most mainstream of grind hobbies, and that is Max Rockentansky, Mad Max. And I'm not picking one. You can all kiss my ass. I'm putting all four of them right there in one big bunch. Don't get me wrong. Like everybody else, I'm super high on part four that just came out. Easily yeah. movie year for me. And I haven't even seen Star Wars yet. And I haven't seen Avengers 2. I haven't seen a lot of movies this year. But Mad Max, you ain't, that, that was art. That was beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'm not making it the crown jewel of the series yet because I've spent the last 20 plus years watching part two and I know that thing yeah. frame for frame. 
Uh, part three is the only one that's kind of a misstep, but I still find myself mystified by it every time I watch it. There are still yeah. amazing, beautiful shots in there of him walking uh, through the desert with the sand blowing. Uh, shots that he repeated with Charlize Theron in part four. What do you think about the first one? Because I think the first one is underrated, personally. I really like the first one. I, 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 I came up with part two. So part two is kind of yeah. the first one that I saw. Me too. Multiple times. And then found out that, oh, The Road Warrior is a sequel. It's actually, it was Mad Max 2 in Australia, and yeah. here it was The Road Warrior. So, okay, there's a part one. Let's go back and watch it. So I went back and watched it at a time when I was teenager, and I was like, oh, it's kind of slow in the 70s. This is weird. What? Huh? So I was like, eh, it's not as good, and I didn't really care for it, but it had some good shots, whatever. Go back and revisit it later, now. That is really underrated. I, I get pissed when people dog that movie for some reason because it's, you know, that thing was a product of its place and time yeah. uh, where Grindhouse was huge and as Tarantino said, Australians film car action, it's, it's like porn. They, they do it so well. I they guess, do, I, I that's agree. That's probably not a good comparison, to, yeah, but... <laughs> no, it, it is amazing. Porn is shot so poorly, I've heard, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, but still, that first movie is brilliant. I, I really, really like that first movie. And it really changed the way I thought about The Road Warrior Part 2. Because uh, with Part 2, it's just this wanderer, wasteland, apocalypse, blah, blah, blah. And then some stuff happens. You got it. Then to go back and, and see the what ha what made him that way. And it wasn't a prequel. That was the original. Thank you. Um, yeah. That really changed the way I looked at the Road Warrior in a fantastic way. I was like, wow, now I understand why he's so the way he is. He's so uh, So, yeah, that whole series, I grew up with that. That oh, I love it. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, okay, way too much time blathering on about mainstream Grindhouse. Uh, 24 for you. 24 is <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get these out of the way. I'm like, is... These are so influential, uh, not only to my love of of all things horror and grindhouse, but my my VHS days and and my my teen late teen early twenties years of ch shifting from from mainstream stuff to oh there's another there's an underbelly of movies out there that I don't know as much about and I want to find out well. Cannibal Holocaust is probably the granddaddy of those. And rewatching it just recently on my Blu-ray, um, that movie still holds up and is very well made to boot. It's not just a silly, gross grindhouse movie. It's really well made and genuinely, genuinely horrific. Um, it's to my well, having, having recently watched the trailers for Ferox and yeah. Holocaust over and over. Uh, I haven't seen either one of them, but I could tell that, like, Holocaust, that's a real movie, whereas yes. Ferox felt like exploitation. You know, it's, Yes, it is. It, through and through exploitation. Okay. I still need Holocaust, to watch both of those to check them off my damn yeah. list so I don't ever you have, really uh, you, I don't have yeah, to talk you really about should, it. Holocaust, <laughs> I mean, the fact that, that all of the found footage movies that, that are out there now owe their debt to Cannibal Holocaust, yeah. because that is the first horror found footage movie and it is still to in my opinion it's still the best it's uh it's not necessarily really scary but it's so effective in it's in how it disgusts 
and you truly feel like there was people that were in the Amazon and they got killed. Mm -hmm. And there was a whole deal where Ruggiero Diodato had to go and prove in court that those people were still alive and they were not murdered. Yeah. Uh, that was a thing back then is like, what? Cause it feels like a real, that's like the next step up from the Academy Awards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your film was so effective. You have to prove that uh, yeah. Pandora does not actually exist. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, but that is one and it's a grindhouse movie, but that's one that gets, and especially in the horror community, it gets universal usually universal thumbs up or it's like, yeah, you know, it's maybe not my style, but I see the technical aspects of it or where it fits into the history of movie making, not just horror movies, but movie making what it was. That is a classic movie and it still is gut wrenching to watch today. Mm -hmm. So it officially gets that high of a rating from me. Oh my, I mean, my list is getting more mainstream and yours is getting more out there. I feel like, I... <laughs> yep. <laughs> I feel a little bit ashamed, but that's the way it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number 23 for me is uh, this little movie you might have heard of called Die Hard. Oh. <laughs> uh, and uh, again, I'm throwing the whole series in there um, for good and bad. And my God, I, I, I this is one of those where do I split them up? Do I put three? Because three is close, close to one. It's real close. Two is just a sequel. Which is fine, it's still a total blast, but three, I thought they really went places uh, that, with the plot, that oh, it was just good stuff. So I, I really love part three. Uh, part four is, gets a ton of hate, and I don't think it entirely deserves it. Uh, of course I'd put it below the first three, but it's still a total blast, wild, fun ride, and John McClane action, all right. Uh, and then part five, which is just, oh, you could just, just wipe your ass with that movie, um, which is so unfortunate because I was so rooting for it, but it just has, there's nothing fun about yeah. that movie. It's trying to be serious and tongue in cheek at the same time. It's trying to be diehard and it's just not. Yeah. And it truly felt like a cheap version of a diehard movie that somehow starred a very, very bored-looking Aging, Willis. bitter man, yes. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there are rumors running around rampant recently about oh, Len yeah. Wiseman directing yeah. Part 6, and I'm like, I don't, I don't see that happening. He developed a stomach ulcer during filming Part 4 because of having to deal with Bruce Willis. And then we could get into the whole Kevin Smith thing, but... I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going there, but... Can, do you, you know, there have been a fair amount of people that have come out with stories about him being a pain in the ass, too. Do you see somebody who got a stomach ulcer coming back to do that? No. Len, no, no. I don't. I don't. I'd be shocked yeah. if he came back to direct part yep. six. Agreed. Um, <laughs> anyway, 23 for you. Okay, 23 for me is finally a non-horror movie. House of the Devil. <laughs> oh, good. Yes. <laughs> um, no, yeah. House of the Devil is... Um, is lightning in a bottle, especially for a most of from here on out is class more classic movies, but House of the Devil, um, every single thing that it sets out to do, it does perfectly. It perfectly. The music, the directing, the style, uh, the, the the gut punch of the ending, everything about it is the perfectly made homage to early '80s horror movies, and I. 
There is no other movie recently that I can think of that comes close. And I'm, by recent, I mean in the last five years that comes close to truly being like, I, if it wouldn't be for the fact that it was made in you know, a couple of years ago, this was made in 1981 Yeah, to me. Um, well, I, Tom Newton. I, I agree. And, and uh, what was I going to say? Um, the best and worst thing about this movie is its title. House of the Devil. That's yeah. a great title if you're a horror fan. Because you, it is, you jump it is on a great that, title, like, yeah. all right. And then if you're not a horror fan, you look at House of the Devil and go, nope, no way. And that's a shame nope. because I think non-horror fans could get into this. It's not nonstop bloodletting. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of a thriller until the last ten minutes when you know it's yeah. just sort of like what the hell. Uh, but yeah. Ah, it's so disappointing because it's so hard to sell. Like, I tell my buddy, you yeah. should see this movie, House of the Devil. And they're like, ah, uh, no. That is, that's a yeah. you movie. The way that I always say, that's a Eugene movie. They, yeah. They'll look, that's a you movie. Not, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Tom Noonan, you were saying. No, Tom Noonan is, I I think that he is, in this movie, one of the most perfectly cast villains Um of all of my top 100, uh, he was so good in this. And he is the bad guy from RoboCop 2. He's been in a ton of stuff. He's a character actor. Um, and just seeing Tom Noonan in this as the as the immediately shady old guy that needs a babysitter for his mom that's upstairs in this creepy house. You're like, just his acting style in this movie, the little bit that he's in it, um, he makes, to me, he makes the movie because uh, he's so creepy. But... Um, that is lightning in a bottle, and Ty, easily Ty West's best movie. Easily. I'm, I'm waiting for him to uh, attempt something like that again. Yeah. Let's, let's get something like that going, uh, yeah. Mr. West. Yes. Um, 22 for me, Full Metal Jacket. Uh, this would not be my favorite Stanley Kubrick film. Uh, yeah. By a few, we'll see <laughs> in the next two, yep. two months. Uh, but it's still, it's still a masterpiece. Uh, it's undeniably so. And I, like a lot of people, I felt like the second half veered off into what? Why? The first half was so good, and the second half it's depressing and sad, and what does this mean, and what does that mean? And then you rewatch it about mm, 10, 15, 20, 30 times, and you go, oh, the second half is brilliant, and the first half was just softener so that you can make it through the second half of the real horrors that they're going to show you yeah. and make you experience and question yourself. Um, I think all that needs to be said about Full Metal Jacket has probably been said better by better reviewers than myself. Yeah. So number 22 for you. Um, and I can just to add to that M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. Yeah. M-O-U-S-E every time <laughs> that ending, I'm just like, I feel filthy. Yeah. Oh, me too. <laughs> when the credits roll, I'm like, okay, well I, I'm done. Mm. I'm shot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 22 for me. Oh, jeez. And this is a very, uh, it's Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand oh, Passion corpses. of the Christ. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, the opposite of that. House of a... Um, you know, this is, because now we're getting into m- movies that I watch religiously, which almost makes me feel terrible, religiously, watching House of <laughs> yeah, a Thousand Corpses, yeah, but... Yeah. Um, it's all right. I watched we all this worship with, at the altar of the goat of a thousand corpses. Yes. <laughs> You're fine, probably. Uh, this movie is uh, another one that falls into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the Beyond. And Suspiria is a nightmare that is captured on screen. And uh, the more I watch Rob Zombie's movies, 
the more I appreciate his style of filmmaking. And his first movie is his best one, in my opinion, uh, where it's just garish lighting. It's honestly, it reminds me of Suspiria in yeah in the the color because it's like a an eighties MTV video, but the most heinous, evil, twisted, weird thing that you're gonna see. It's so oh. I love it. I can't quit watching the movie. Uh, it's I, I actually I, 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 had, I, I need to see it again. I haven't seen it in forever, and I really need to give that yeah. one another review. And it's, it's so hardcore without being overtly gory, because it's really not that terribly gory. But even watching it, like there's a lot more more gruesome movies out there. But watching it, I'm like, how did this get an R rating? It's so oppressively mean-spirited and just mean. yeah. and it's so there's so much being thrown at you with the just that oppressive nature of just the music and the, the score and the mean-spiritedness of the cast it's like oh this is just oh and i love it i i love the movie so anyway number 22 <laughs> <laughs> that's all right i number 21 wrapping up this month's episode um Wow. Uh, very much like your last two picks. Uh, number 21 is uh, Schindler's <laughs> List, the second Spielberg entry on this <laughs> this segment. Um, you know, this I go back and forth with. I, I, I've maybe seen it three times, but it's such a brutal freaking watch. And the last time I watched it was mm. on Laserdisc that I owned, which was not that long ago, within the last 10 years. Um, but... It, oh, it was just, it was hardcore. Every time you had to get up to flip the door or put in a new disc, it was sort of like, should I quit? Like, no, you have to see it through to the end. And you get to that end and it's just like, holy crap. How is it that Liam Neeson is only being paid to punch people right now? Because that dude can act his frickin' balls off. Uh, it's amazing. Um, if you haven't seen Schindler's List, then quit listening to podcasts about movies and go yeah. watch some for yeah. <laughs> shit's sake uh anyway genius film the only reason it's not it is one of the greatest films ever made but it's not one you're going to watch very often we, no. we often talk about 10-year films this might be a 15-year film it's it so is. It's, it's so yeah, hardcore it and it's an education and I, eventually i'm going when my kid is in middle school and they start they start talking about the holocaust world war ii okay congratulations you've graduated to r-rated schindler's list time and i'm going to yeah. sit you down and you're going to watch it yeah yeah. 21 more on more on more on that type of stuff yeah. later for me um <laughs> okay so for me number 21 to wrap things up is house of West the ghetto Car of Je <laughs> of, <laughs> of the Sa satan yeah <laughs> train car to hell <laughs> a train car to yeah um or or also known as a nightmare on elm street okay that's <laughs> uh it, what more can be said um rest in peace west craven this is mm -hmm. His finest hour, and the first movie that I ever watched from Wes Craven, and it still holds up to this day. He, I mean, garish '80s style as and all. It it's still scary. It was back when when Freddy Krueger was actually scary, um, and uh, back when uh, what's his name had uh, puffy '80s feathered hair. I've, Johnny Depp? J Johnny Depp, yeah. Hey, give it to Wes Craven. Without Wes Craven, there's no Johnny Depp. 
There is no Johnny Depp. Yep, uh, he discovered him. So that's um, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but but the, the the fact that that they were able to take a slasher movie and okay, how do we make a slasher movie different? Uh, because he, at eighty four, the slasher movie had been done, and they somehow made it fresh and original. And that's one of the movies that I remember watching uh, at a friend's house when it came out on VHS and his mom let us rent horror movies. So nightmare on Elm street was one of them. Silent night, deadly night was another one. And, uh, back to back. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to watch that one immediately again. Now I'm going to watch that over again right away because <laughs> it's that good. Yeah. And it still is, uh, one of the best movies, one of the best horror movies ever made. And it's another one that I came to very late, long after it came out. And I was like, that is still very effective because you made an effective yeah. villain who can get you pretty much at any time. It was, oh, yeah. it's hardcore. Yeah. I like that it's a, it's a slasher movie, but it's a fantasy yeah. uh, type deal. Like, yeah, so he can get you whenever. So, and I actually just rewatched recently uh, Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Did we talk about that on the show? Yeah, yeah we did. So, yeah, anyway. Let's yeah. <laughs> let's stick with good stuff. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's not as good. No. Okay, um, that's gonna wrap it up. This episode of the top one hundred. Uh, only two left, and then we are done with this year-long project. I'm pretty proud of us that we've managed to pull this off. I am too. Yeah, I am too. Um, okay, with that, we're gonna move into I don't know what we're gonna call this segment. News, uh, interesting things, catching up, wrap up. Uh, first up, four nights of Fulci, or should I call it? Uh, three and one quarter nights of Fulci and why digital is not entirely the future yet. Um, we've yep. talked about it many times, <laughs> how we aren't totally bought in on digital and it really showed on, uh, the very last night with the beyond. Unfortunately, we hit about the 20 minute mark and the digital file they ripped from the Blu-ray was corrupted. Well, we tried again. It was still very corrupted. We could not get any, uh, we tried the Blu-ray and there was technical problems getting it hooked up to project. They got it to project, but not with sound. And it was a whole snafu. And by the after we'd been screwing with it for 30 minutes, we're like, we we called it a night because it was already late. Um, yeah. So it's unfortunate, but we've still been uh, the only group that has shown the most of the beyond in digital in North America. <laughs> and that's yes. about 20 yep, minutes. Yep, that's right. <laughs> yep, that's right. Uh, so yeah. I... I want to say thank you to everybody who came out for all of these nights. We're going to do more events and better scheduled yep. events and better timed events and more backed up events uh, in the future. This is just year one. Uh, growing pains. You're going to learn your lessons. And, uh, you're, you know, you can't do shit until you try shit. you got to make yep. your mistakes and move on. That's fine. We're going to do that. We're going to move forward and we're going to do more stuff with the nightlight. This was not on them either. Uh, in a manner of yeah. speaking, a little bit, but not entirely. The, you know, shit happens. I was in a late night, midnight showing one time of uh, uh, double headers up at Tinseltown. They used to do midnight movies where they'd show older movies that have been out a few years or whatever, cl cult classics, and they bring them back. I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, I watched Ghostbusters. I watched Swingers up until about 15 minutes before the end, where the film stock caught fire and burned up okay <laughs> this shit happens uh, even, yeah it even does on it physical, does you know what so it's like i'm not gonna entirely be like putting it to the nightlight <laughs> yeah it's just one of those things where and what was cool is the crowd that was there it was it, i was so impressed they understood they're like hey, you know what that shit happens it's it's fine you know 
And I was very Told impressed. Told you that horror they, crowd, they, man. They're good peeps. They know, you know. Yeah, they are. They are. And and the gentleman that was working behind the counter, he did everything he could. Um, it, it a bad situation was still made. That you know what this happens. Let's just move on. And everybody was cool, and I like that. And I'm very I'm very happy that that it wasn't you know. Oh, that's uh, that's bullshit and blah blah blah. Yeah. And there was nothing, none of that. It was just a a group of. Fil- <laughs> we were very happy that the uh, the people that came and bought tickets didn't react the way that we would react. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yeah. Because we we talked about it while it was going on. It was like, man, if I was sitting in there right now, I'd be so pissed off. Yeah. What are we gonna do? You know, these people are gonna be angry, and they're all like, "It's all good, man." Yeah. We're like, "Oh, sweet." <laughs> yeah. One of the fact yeah. that we were putting the thing on, and it's like, ah, uh, but yeah. So be, I just I was impressed with. The audience was cool, had a good time, a good turnout. For well, for most of them, there was a good turnout, and that theater is just a, it's a cool theater, and it, yep. cool, cool people that work there, and it was fun. I agree. So, I yeah. agree. Looking forward to doing more of those. Yep, but it's it's one of those things where, like I, we've talked about behind the scenes a lot, uh, leading up to this is, you know, it's year one. We're we're talking about putting together a convention thing too. Um, and it's, it's, it's year one. It's take the first step and learn what we need to learn, make some connections and go from there. And that's really what we're doing. Um, and, and this was a prime example of why you need to have your patience with doing these kinds of things or putting your foot into the water. I encourage everybody to do that. If you have an idea, pursue it, but you don't throw all your dice you don't throw all your chips in on the very first play. Uh, feel out your waters a little, a little bit. And it's a good thing we did because we haven't burned any bridges. Everybody's still friends and happy and moving forward. Lessons learned. So yep. uh, look forward to more events. Anything else you want to put out there about Fulci? Nope, I don't think so. Uh, other than if there is any listeners, we are still planning on doing one more giveaway with the uh, with the the questionnaires that we got, which were there's some great information there mm-hmm. that we're going to hopefully, you know, pursue in the future. So stay tuned for a drawing to win uh, a grab bag of just random stuff. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, fantasy movie league. We've talked about this a time or two over yeah. the year. Not like uh, our first year on YouTube when I could put up all the stats, but. Uh, since I couldn't, I was just like, eh, we'll just kind of mention it here and there. And that is wrapping up this weekend, I believe. So I do not have all of the final numbers, and I have to wait to uh, organize some round averages. So I'm waiting for the final, final numbers so I can put the final averages. And there's lots of math, and it's kind of bullshit. <laughs> huh. uh, but it looks like da, 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 I am going to be your champion this year. Just yep. You can pretty much bank on that. I was crunching numbers into the wee hours of the night, and there's still a lot of averages to come in, but I don't think anybody has the opportunity to catch me. I've got a pretty command lead, but we'll see this weekend. I will put those final numbers up there on the Facebook page. That is movie, uh, facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod. Uh, that will be going up at some point, probably over the weekend. Um and that's about all I wanted to say about the Fantasy Movie League. Any lessons learned this year in the Fantasy Movie League or any uh, insight to give to future players? Um, oh, boy. I mean, seriously, it is a gamble. It, it, it truly is. Uh, 
thought. Don't I undercut thought... my genius at selecting oh, the films I... I did. You guys all passed on Straight Outta Compton until like the fifth round. You idiots. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, It's just funny, like uh, Adventureland. I took Adventureland. I thought that that was a no-brainer. No, 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 no. Adventureland ah, for like three Damn years. it, I did, I did that before. <laughs> I, I know I did that before. Yeah, you did that in another yeah. pod. Um, Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Yes. No, you know what? You know, don't don't take the hit on that. I totally was about to pick that before you did. Yeah. Um. Or right at that same time, because that, that's a Disney Disney. It's got to be a win. Yeah. Uh, George Clooney. The trailers were great. Um. And I loved the movie. I thought the movie was great. I did too. But it just it didn't connect, uh, which is unfortunate. So. I don't know. I don't know what to no. say about that one. I I you know honestly yeah. I would have missed on that one as well. I totally was going to take that. I figured that was a shoe and that was in yeah. my top tier, but it is interesting how a lot of them like, like sinister Two, and a, there's a certain type of horror movie that, you know, if you pick, you're probably going to get 30, 40, maybe mm-hmm. 50 million bucks on it. Um, and then, but it's, it's the big gambles. Like, a, like, you know, Tomorrowland was a big gamble. Like, that one there, I was thinking one hundred fifty, one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. Yeah, no. I was. I had a peg for that as well. And I'll tell you, um, I picked in for a hundred, and it it went one hundred and fifty or something. It went way over that. Uh, but I was surprised I got it late round as I did. Uh, the other one that the one that honestly, you're right, it's a crapshoot, especially when it comes to horror and when it comes to comedy. There's every year there's going to be a horror that hits and there's going to be a comedy that hits and it just so happened yeah. that a random that I picked was a train wreck and that thing went over 100 I think it went big and it was just yep. like I, I didn't even know what it was about I did very little research this year because I'm like I do research every year and it doesn't get me a win so <laughs> I I had a couple of crap payouts. You so won. Good for me. Maybe I can actually go see a movie in the theater. Wee, with my with all my winnings. Okay, yes. <laughs> let's move on from the fantasy movie league. I'll post all those numbers, and uh, everybody can can laugh at the crapshoot that I won. But um, Star Wars trailer just came out. Everybody's talking about that. So uh, I'll let you lead us into the Star Wars trailer, and then there's some another trailer I want to talk about. So go ahead. Okay, um, so. Uh, you know, I was not one that sat there watching a football game, waiting for halftime so I could watch oh, the Star Oh, look Wars at me. Trailer. I'm such a nerd. I don't watch any football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, I'm like, I'll wait and watch it Me online. too, because I want it in HD and I don't have TV, so. <laughs> yeah, I wanted, yeah, I went to watch it in HD. And, um, you know, it surprised me. One, obviously, Luke Skywalker is not in, we don't think he's in the trailer. Uh, I was surprised at that, and I was actually a bit surprised at the 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 music choice that they used. They used a, a classic Star Wars theme, but it was not a a big actiony soundtrack that they used yeah. for the final trailer, to my knowledge. Uh, and it, it almost ends with a whisper, and I'm surprised instead of the no, dun, no. It, it dun. literally ends with a whisper. Yeah, yeah. Let it in. Yeah. yeah. So I was surprised by that. I really was. But I like that they gave... Here's what's, what works with this trailer so much is that they nothing was spoiled in the movie, to me. Or at yes. least if there was a couple mild spoilers, maybe. But there was not the whole movie wrapped up in 2.5 minutes, yep. like so many movies are. Um, you kind of know the storyline, but all of the no, teaser te- trailers please, in this tell, one... To, tell combine, me the storyline, because I don't know it. Yeah, yeah, it's like 
I have an idea, but it's not like, well, okay, I know that, you know, A, B, and C are going to happen, and then D, and then roll credits. I love the fact no, that... No, I don't even know that you know that. that it's all fan theories. There, yeah, there's, you're right, th- yeah. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. I'm no, 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 that's, I mean, I was so impressed that that they made an awesome trailer that gets you even more excited for the movie without having to spoil everything. And I, st- I obviously the people that cut trailers in Hollywood, they probably know that a lot of brain dead people like, give me the movie in two minutes. Okay. That looks good. I'll go see that. And for star, honestly, they wouldn't even have had to make this last trailer and I would have been fine. That'd have been okay. I, I, uh, I, okay. My turn. I wanted another yeah. trailer, but please, for the love of God, I've said it a million times. Don't spoil the whole movie. Uh, I've been waiting for two years to see a trailer for uh, that Natalie Portman Western. Yeah. They finally put it out. Gives away every single thing in the entire movie all the way to the very end. It was like, like The Revenant. That, 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 that sex, yeah, the second Revenant, trailer. Yeah. Like, why? You gave away every plot point for the first three-fourths of the movie. Uh, so I was nervous watching the new Star Wars trailer. But I'm a freaking sci-fi dork, so I have to. And I watched it and was shocked. This is the way you cut a freaking trailer, you morons. Yeah. Gave away absolutely nothing. There are a few uh, nerd things in the background here and there that you can uh, speculate about things. Like, um, most notably, uh, there was... there. Ships fighting on the ice planet, and in the background yep. you see the trench. It was my my biggest concern. That I finally got a concern for this movie based on that new tr- uh, poster they put out first. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Oh, and, uh, uh, yeah, because there's a Death Star. Okay. Yep, I saw that. When when I saw that, I was like, ah, we're doing a Death Star again. We kind of already uh, in two movies. So uh, that that was the very first thing about Episode Seven that I was like, ah, eh. and then in the new. Uh, trailer you see in the ice planet fight the there's a trench there so maybe they're altering planets to be death stars instead of building one which i'm like that's interesting um there were a couple there were a couple of other nods in there but it's all it's all fan theory it's all me going being a dork and going oh maybe that is a thing maybe that's part of the plot still have no idea anything of the plot whatsoever. They're holding back Luke, and I have no problem with that. I love it, in fact. The only yeah. thing you saw of Luke in the new trailer was the same thing you saw in the teaser that was out months ago where he puts his hand on R2. Okay. Yep. And there's fan speculation about him has gone wild off the charts, him being fully the bad guy of the movie, being the dark side, being what in seclusion whatever the case may be i can't wait to find out and i'm thank you thank you thank you for making me find out in the actual movie instead of the freaking trailer um yep i've bitched about this non-stop for as long as this podcast has been on uh and and finally i'm getting my wish it's almost like jj has the rights to the trailers to cutting them yeah. most of the time the directors do not and it feels like this time jj's secrecy level is being honored and he's like let me cut the trailers bitches or something but i isn't that great i, I love I lo- it i love it that's why yeah. i posted on movie freaks if you follow our facebook page i do not post trailers that give away too much i will tell you the trailer for this thing exists and it gives away too much. If you choose to go to YouTube and watch it, that's on you. 
because I'm not going to be one of these sites that is just constantly recirculating this stuff just to, for whatever reason. Uh, yeah. That Star Wars trailer went up immediately because it gives away yeah. nothing. And in fact, yep. uh, it's going to lead me into my next point that I want to talk about another trailer. Okay. Um, I believe there is deceptive stuff in that Star Wars trailer. For example, the very end of the trailer... Uh, a voice says something to the effect of, you feel it, let it in. That's the end of the trailer. Who's saying that? And now, a lot of people, it's a woman's voice, so everybody jumps to, it's it's Leia. Doesn't sound like Leia. Yeah, and I, I agree. And, and, and they've made note that um, Kylo Ren is not Sith. So, we're dealing with the extra verse of Star Wars now at this point. Uh, which is in the Clone Wars TV show, there was these there, this, this witches group who used the Force. There are these, uh, in the books, there's this Inquisitor group that use the Force. They're not quite Sith or Jedi. You know, there's we're getting into these gray areas of Force users, which I love. Yeah. And I would love it if they were bringing the witches and Inquisitors in to, it would just make this whole movie so freaking dark. It would be badass and bring a lot of gray area to Sith and Jedi. Uh, and I think it would be fascinating. And I think they're intentionally des deceiving people with the trailers because, and well, intentionally deceiving, but at the same time, people aren't going, well, it's straightforward this or straightforward that. And does that make sense? The, the, yeah. And I love that because everybody's banking all of their theories on, on fan theories. There's no facts to back any of this up, which yeah. leads me into the, <clears throat> excuse me, the Batman v Superman trailer that was released a while ago. Okay, everybody. Which I, I love. I love that trailer. I love that trailer too. But everybody's jumping to a hell of a lot of conclusions on that trailer. That, in my opinion, there's a lot of deception going on in that trailer. Okay, everybody thinks Batman hates Superman and is trying to kill him. Um, when he says he has the power to destroy this world. Okay, in the trailer. But if yep. you listen very closely, he says, he has the power to destroy this world. Like, it's cut off. And everybody assumes he's talking about Superman. I think he's talking about Lex. And then, oh. and then at the end of it, he says, we have to destroy it. He doesn't say we have to destroy him. He says it. So he's talking a thing. Like, in my opinion, fan theory... A thing Lex has created based off a super... And I, I've, I've been so busy with fixing computer problems, I haven't had a chance to do this. But I want to download that trailer, the audio, and I want to play each line for you on the show and tell you what I think about it. Because it feels very obvious to me, and it feels like everybody's missing it. It's intentionally yeah. deceptive. That's an interesting theory. That very interesting theory. I'm I'm very now. I want to go back and rewatch that trailer because I've watched it numerous times, and it is a great trailer. Here's another thing to watch. You see them fighting back and forth, and you see Superman blast out his eye beam lasers, whatever. And those are very tight lasers. Okay, they're not huge, widespread, massive thing. And then you see Superman do this grappling hook thing off the building where he zooms away and then you see a wide huge beam hit the building where he was not the same as what superman shoots out eyes so it makes me think 
Luke's, uh, Luke's, <laughs> mixing mix my Star Wars and my <laughs> uh, Superman. Makes me think Lex has found a way to maybe duplicate that. Uh, and that's his beam or something. I don't know. Or th- there's been a lot of talk about Doomsday and, and the Zod coming back as Doomsday, which I'm not entirely opposed to if it's handled the right way, but we'll see. Anyway, that story yeah. for another time. Eventually, maybe I'll get the time to uh, get that trailer downloaded and cut the audio up so that I play it for you. Like, here, listen to this. Do you see how they cut off what he was saying midway through his... It sounds like they cut it off mid-sentence. It's... Ah, yeah. Watch it again. Tell me. Listen real close to the dialogue. It, I will. Do, do you do you see that as like is that your number one most looking forward to movie of 2016? Uh, 16, yes. I mean, Doctor Strange is right up there. Oh, really? But, uh, oh, I can't wait to see that movie. But it's Batman trumps all. And yeah. I got into this argument or com- argument conversation with my mom about, uh, we were talking about political bullshit real recently. Uh, and people being afraid of the government and afraid of, uh, Donald Trump and afraid of, uh, these other, uh, these Uber liberal socialists taking over the country and we're all going to hell and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you know what? I fear more than that. Honestly, in my heart, I fear I'm not going to live long enough to see the new Batman and star Wars movies. Like, I'm going to get in a car wreck and I'm going to miss that because the political stuff and the religion doesn't bother me. It's, I might die before the new Batman movie yeah. comes out. <laughs> uh, and that's uh, and not a true fear. <laughs> yeah. uh, I value that more than politics. So Yes. No, I'm right there with you. Yep. Anyway, uh, anything you want to add to my long Star Wars Batman v Superman trailer rant. oh no i could i could talk that star wars theory stuff um hey i know we both uh, listen to collider and they're talking they're yeah, talking yeah. a lot of theories that i'm like what you are reaching man reaching. oh me too but anyway that's all right it's still a great show uh yeah recently watched you want to touch on anything we got about a few more minutes uh yeah i i did want to talk about circle Yes, let's clean up any non-horror we have because yeah. next episode is going to be a very horror-strong episode as we very nearly will be wrapping up our horrorathon. Yeah, so I actually have two movies. If we have to, uh, not, I, yeah, I got, I got one. So you go first. Okay. So um, I did want to talk about Circle. Uh, yes. The premise is a group of people wake up or all of a sudden come to, and they're in this black room, uh, standing on these glowing red circles. Anybody steps outside of the circle, they get zapped. And uh, they find out very quickly that every two minutes, they have to vote someone to get zapped. And uh, this is a science fiction movie. To me, a science fiction fantasy thriller. Um, I don't want to give anything else away about the movie, but for a movie that is set essentially in one room, this is a win. Okay. Uh, the the acting is good for uh, and low budget, but for that many people, uh, even my wife, she uh, she was able to stay awake through the first hour and ten minutes, and then she got tired. But the next day, she was like, "So what happened?" Mm. And that's <laughs> impressive because uh, usually it's okay, whatever. But she like, so what was the deal? What was going on? And it was it was cool, especially with how. Because it's almost like a survivor type situation, like 
people need to get voted off. Yeah. And so how they would come about voting was interesting. And then the, the end uh, wrapped it up very nicely while still being a little bit vague. But it, that was definitely a win. You need to check that one out. Okay. I'll definitely give it a watch then. I was worried you were going to say it was a terrible piece of crap. No, not at all. Just not not at a all. horror film. Nope. No, it's not a horror film. Okay. Much more science fiction than uh, that. Though it's it's not a horror f- film. Okay. So. Cool. I'll definitely check it out. Okay. Um, over to me. The only other non-horror thing I finally wrapped up is the League season five. I think whatever the most current season of Netflix. Uh, wrapped that uh, season up, and it's interesting because I got a couple of points here. It's amid a little bit of controversy. Uh, not with the show itself, but with some of the actors on the show. Um, I guess they plan for season six, which is airing now to be their final season, because I'm on Netflix, I'm a season behind. Uh, but the controversy comes from actor Stephen Ranazizzi? R-A-N-N-A-Z-Z-I-S-I. I dare you to pronounce that correctly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And interesting enough, this guy came to, was down in Columbus for, to do a comedy stand-up routine, and we went down and saw him randomly with some of my wife friends uh, from work, so we got to see his stand-up. Phone blowing up. Uh, and, you know, he seems like a nice guy, everybody on the show does, but there's been some controversy with him lately because uh, he's a 9-11 liar. Uh, after 9-11 happened, he was in New York and then he moved to L.A. right when his career was kicking off and he was, uh, there's radio interviews, uh, you can go listen to them on the internet at any time of him saying, yeah, my business was in the 20th whatever floor of the South Tower and my wife's business was there too and we were meeting for lunch and then we went out of the building and then the first plane hit and then we decided not to go back to work and then the second plane hit and it was crazy and then fast forward a few years and he's on a different radio show saying uh no no that story was misconstrued i was actually downtown meeting my wife uh yada yada fast forward a couple more years a little more current time and he says no 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 we weren't even in new york and what's funny is that uh, he had a very detailed story in that very first interview where he was like, oh, no, no, I was there at this time o'clock and that time o'clock, and then we went to lunch, and then we are coming back to our, our, our building, and my wife was in the building after the first plane hit, and then she came out, and it's like... So he completely... like They asked him if he, they were going to kick him off the show, and he they were like, you know what? season six is already filmed and it's the final season supposedly and we're done so let it be and i think he's done i don't know i don't know if the show is plenty to continue but he's apparently done uh i also want to give a little bit of a shout out to let me get the names here paul Shear and jason manzukas those are two of the guys on the show and they're both insane on the show absolutely hilarious i still love the show uh, but they have a podcast called How Did This Get Made? And this is them completely shitting mm. on movie every episode for an hour and a half at least. But it's very funny. And I disagree with them sometimes, Jupiter Ascending, but uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, completely agree. <laughs> it's hilarious to hear them uh, break it down. And sometimes they do, they do the show uh, live in front of an audience. 
and they're both so funny, it floats. Um, I recommend checking out their podcast, and just download the episodes of movies you know you already hate, so it's no problem. Uh, there are some that are in between, yeah. or it's uh, 50-50, and <laughs> you may disagree with them, so just skip those. But overall, it's one of the, it's one of the uh, shows I look forward to. That's all for the league season five. Uh, what else do you have for us? Wrap us up. Okay, the only one else, uh, the only other one I'm going to touch on this uh, week is the remake or reboot or sequel or whatever you want to call it of National Lampoon's Vacation. I, I was able to see this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, after the negative reviews, I was expecting not much, and that in- th- that includes. Oh, it's my phone blowing up again. Sorry. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, that in, that also includes uh, Mr. Steve Miller's eh review, so I, immediately my expectations were pretty low. Uh, but I'm in different strokes for different folks. I'm happy to report that I loved it. Loved? It was, I gave it four out of five. Wow. I thought it was hilarious. Hilarious. Uh, but no, my expectations were so low with this thing. But I, it it was just a bunch of little sketch comedy scenes stitched together just like the vacation movies are mm-hmm. parts one and two especially part two european vacation was was basically saturday night live skits all put together for an hour and a half yeah um it's like, okay here's another wacky scene okay now the next one now the next one and that's what this is but it was raunchy um never bored and in tears numerous times I thought it was. I, I loved it. I thought. Did it did it live up to the the raunch of the originals? It was way more than that. It was it was hard R. Like, wow. Oh yeah, they they went with the with the gross out humor, and some people don't like that. I do if it works, and the gross out humor in this worked just fine. <laughs> I was. I mean, from the trailers, I was kind of expecting it to be like. Um, our our hard R rating was earned by having the seven year old say the F word a lot. No, there's instead of there's more than that. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. Like it pretty much almost immediately, I'm like, oh, my wife probably wouldn't like this. It's okay. Yeah, uh, but okay. Bit, I, I liked the kids in it. Um, it was just a funny movie. I thought it was hilarious. I I can't wait to watch it again. Um. And how they reused the original song from from Vacation numerous yeah. times. I'm like, hey, it's great. <laughs> it's it's uh, good movie. So its purpose. It okay. Did, well, yeah. I, I I look forward to watching it. Hopefully, it comes to Netflix because you know me and comedies. I'm probably not gonna uh, pick yeah. that one up. But on that, that is on definitely five. one that you pour yourself a drink and check off. You know, the brain gets checked Wait. at the gate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pour yourself a drink and jack off. Check and, off and uh, <laughs> and then watch vacation. It's great. It's a great evening. <laughs> if you're not too busy masturbating to uh, yes. uh, vacation, you can find <laughs> visit our friends Cinema Sidekick and Cinema Soft Underbelly both on iTunes, uh, and you can always email us moviefreakspot at yahoo.com. Anything else you'd like to add for this episode? Oh, I like that we're ending the note on... We're ending the note on it. <laughs> nope, no, I'm no, done. You're not done. Keep, no, no, Bye. Keep going. Keep going. It's good. Yes, sir. <laughs> done. <laughs> oh, I love it. This is the best episode ever. Oh. <laughs>
I'm hitting stop on record. No, 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 don't yet. Okay. <laughs> okay. See, I'm, I'm Eric Corner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>